Everybody, welcome to uh, this episode of Beyond the Barrels. Uh, I don't usually do this. For some reason, I always forget. My name is Matt Allred. I'm the uh, internal communications manager here at UDOT, and this is one of the really fun parts of my job. I get to talk to some interesting people, and we get to kind of dive into more of the detailed stuff here at UDOT. So we're glad you're back. We're glad you're listening. And if this is your first time, go back and listen to the other nine or 10 podcasts and if you are a return visitor, uh, we're glad you're here. So anyway, today we have a very esteemed guest. She's smiling at me. Uh, it's our new deputy director, Terry Newell. Welcome, Terry. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Um, I just, I think part of this podcast, I just want people to kind of understand who you are, where you're from, kind of like where you fit into this whole new transition stuff. So Talk to me for a minute. Where where have you been? Where where were you before you became the deputy director? Um, uh, so I've been at UDOT for the last seventeen years, and in the last five years, I was at Region Three. Okay. And before that, I was working out of Region Two on Mountain View Corridor for about ten years. What did you like about that project? Um, had a great team. A lot of teamwork on the project. That was really fun. It's not important. I think I think the teamwork aspect goes unnoticed on a lot of things. We look at the end result and say, yeah, that was a successful project. But to me, it's it's cool to look back and say, hey, the best part about that was the people. The people oh, yeah. I worked with. Yeah, the people were great. And I think that's one thing I love about being at UDOT is just a lot of really great people. Okay. And then uh, before UDOT, where were you? Before UDOT, I worked at Salt Lake County for seven years. And then before that, I was on the East Coast, um, worked out there for about five years and got to work on some really fun projects there. What part of the East Coast? I was in D.C. for a while and then Baltimore for a while. And I, I got to work on the Camden Yards baseball stadium. Oh, cool. Well, not, not the stadium itself. It was the parking lot. Which is part, which is part of the whole but then they, there. yeah, they took out the parking lot to put in the Ravens stadium. So it's not technically there anymore. But anyway, I got to go back there uh, spring break and actually see a game at Camden oh, Yards, which was really fun. Very cool. Yeah. Totally different world back east. If oh, you, yeah. If you haven't been back east, it's the West is way different. It's way more relaxed out here. And Yes. Like I have jeans on today. And if I was working on the East Coast, that just wouldn't happen. So. E- even on Friday. Oh, no. Friday, you could wear pants. Oh, hey. Yeah. That was great. Pants Friday. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here and uh, we're glad you're in this new position. So one of the questions that um, Eileen Barron and I work close together on a lot of our communication stuff, and I know you have a good relationship with Eileen. One of the things we've, we've been talking about are the strengths of some of our leaders. <laughs> Um, and I'm not necessarily talking um, Gallup strengths finder strengths. I mean, usually when I talk about strengths, we use we do the strengths finder stuff. Uh, but I want to know what what strengths do you have as a leader? What do you what do you bring to the table here? Oh, and I know that's a hard question. And it's always hard to talk about yourself, but um, I probably when I think about um, how I how I'd like to think about doing things, I've got I've got probably three key things that I've kind of developed over time that are important for me for how I think about how I do my work. And um, one of them is do the right thing. And that maybe sounds cliche, but that really helps me to stay centered on what I'm doing. It helps me think about, you know, how do I make that decision? And I can ask myself, what's the right thing to do? And and it just really helps keep me centered. I also um, have one be fair and practical 
And sometimes if a solution gets too crazy, maybe it's too complicated and not the right one. So it's got to have some amount of being practical and being fair. And then um, I just lost my other one. Anyway, you know, it's key to me, but I just totally (laughs) forgot what it was. So it's really important. (laughs) (laughs) Those two are awesome, though. I mean, who who needs a third? Oh, I I just thought of it. I just thought of it. Um, Be a good neighbor. Oh. Be a good neighbor. What do you mean by that? Um, I was working with um, a guy from NSA. We had just finished getting our record of decision on Mountain View Corridor after like six years. And they said, oh, we're going to put the NSA data center right where your corridor is. So sorry. And we had multiple conversations with them. And at some point, they figured out how we could make both of them work. And I, I looked at the guy and I'm like, why are you even trying to help us? You could squash us like a bug. And he said... I want to be a good neighbor. Part of my job is, yes, I know I can be in control here, but I want to be a good neighbor to everybody. And and that really meant a lot to me. And I sometimes feel like as a state agency, we can kind of be, it can seem like we're heavy handed, but our job is to um, always try to be a good neighbor to everybody, just like he was with us. So that's awesome. Well, and I th- that really comes into play when we start talking about the municipalities we're working with and helping right. plan, you know, projects there or public-private partnerships. Like all of these come into, we can be heavy-handed. We can come in as the the government agency and just you know bulldoze through stuff, but we don't. Right. That's not how we should behave. That's not how we should behave. Great rule. Be a good neighbor. I like that. Uh, and you kind of talked about Mountain View, but. Uh, are there any other experiences here at UDOT that just are your favorite experience, favorite mm-hmm. thing that's happened here? Um, I think about uh, things I remember that um, doing a breakfast at Region 3 was kind of a really, uh, really cool memories for me. Um, we decided we would um, do a breakfast for the employees, and we tried to do it as inexpensively as possible and uh, the guys in the shop cleared out the shop cleaned it up brought in um, dutch ovens and start about seven in the morning with you know maybe five or ten people cracking eggs and starting the breakfast and everybody kind of had a role in it you know some of the guys from the shed would bring the chairs others would bring the tables and other people would come help serve the food and then clean up afterwards and it really was a I, I remember thinking about it after one of them finished and um, my I come from a really big family my mom um, had 12 brothers and sisters wow. and so I was used to really big family reunions and yeah. I remember as one of them finished up it felt like one of the family reunions and I just, I just have this kind of warm feeling about it because it was like everybody, huge number of people coming together, enjoying food together, and then just how we used to have to all help clean up afterwards. It just really reminded me of family reunions that's when cool. I was a kid. So that's like a really fond memory for me. I like the, I like the family feeling too. Um, and everybody was on the same, same path. We all had to go to work or you, you all had to go to work that day, right? right and right. so it was uh, very cool. That's a good experience. All right, let's get it down to, to business here a little bit. Uh, new role. This is a, there's a new position here at the department. It's a deputy director, a second, the second, uh, <laughs> or the additional, however we, however we want to phrase it. There is no one or two. It's just that we now have two deputy directors. Um, why did this come about? Uh, where did it come from? Why do we need a second deputy? 
Well, I think we're we're expanding our role in some areas. Um, I think with um, with technology and innovation, we're trying to bring all the pieces of that together in one place in the department. Maybe they existed in uh, multiple areas. We're now trying to bring those together in one place and really helps us as we move forward um, and, and kind of really excited about some of the pieces that I'm lucky enough to get to work on. Um, you asked about strengths earlier and you said don't go to the typical um, strengths discussion <laughs> we have and I'm going to anyway. And we can. And even we though can. you didn't ask me to. Yeah. Um, so futuristic is one of my strengths, and I, I feel really lucky to get to work in an area where a lot of what we're thinking about is the future with technology and innovation that's very future-oriented, as well as planning. I mean, obviously, that's an area where we need to think about the future. And then um, the other thing that I, I feel privileged to get to work with is employee development, and we're now pulling employee safety into that. And um, that's something I feel really strongly about in helping our employees be safe. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about all of that. That's pretty fun. Um, you talked a little bit about technology. Uh, we use Lately, we've been using the word innovation a lot. We've had a podcast on innovation. Um, when I say innovation, what does that mean to you? How does it fall under this new umbrella? Um, yeah, as far as where we're going with innovation, I'm really excited about the idea of design thinking. Um, something that we, I guess, are learning from um, maybe Idaho, sent some people to Idaho to understand how they're trying to expand their ability to innovate. I think sometimes as a state agency or as a, a group of technical people and a lot of engineers, nobody views us as creative. Yeah. But I think there's this process of design thinking that helps us set a creative environment and helps us really um, expand on some of the areas, get a little bit more creative about how we do things, more innovative. And I'm, I'm just super excited about it that we now have a, as engineers, we need processes, but we have now a process to help us be more creative, which I think that's a really interesting area coming up. It, it's really cool. I was part of that group that went to Idaho. Oh, great. great. Yeah. And, um, for those of you out there who don't know what design thinking is, it's really it's it's a process of of having a problem or a, a question that we ask, and then going through a process of listening and and we call it empathetic listening. So you're really listening right. for the feelings and the emotions behind what's driving people, uh, and then through that process you come up with a prototype. And this is where the it's kind of fun to go through this creative part of the design yes. thinking process. We did this down at the Management Institute in in Richfield last week. And it's funny to, again, be in this in a company of maintenance and engineers and people that really don't have an opportunity to be creative. And we had a table full of pipe cleaners. And <laughs> it was super fun. And and, 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 and yeah. I think everybody, everybody created strong teams through that process. It was pretty interesting because I even noticed the group that I got to participate with, they kind of became my team. Yeah. And they kind of adopted me for the while we were there. And I noticed even at the library, we would kind of end up talking to each yeah, other because we had, that group. we'd already created a bond just by going through this process together. Well, and, and it's it's amazing how when we get outside of the boxes that we're comfortable in and we have to we're forced into this creative 
mindset <laughs> that we again we have to use paper cups and pom pom balls to, to <laughs> right forced is a good word yeah. we kind of like okay i don't want to do um, this but then when they're done everybody really enjoyed the process yeah and 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 the goal is to come up with a solution and and come up with a prototype and then we test the prototype and refine it until we we get to the answer to whatever the question was that we started with and so we'll probably see that a lot more as we go uh into the future here i is, hope so i hope so is, i think it's a really exciting it's really process. fun so if if you haven't heard of design thinking you will if you haven't built with pipe cleaners in a long time <laughs> you probably will we, we will come visit you um all right one of the things that we keep getting asked by our employees uh, it comes up time and time again it has for the last couple of months since the passing of, of senate bill 136 are we merging with uta no, we're not. And I, I think what might have contributed to some of that confusion is that out of out of SB 136, there was a transit fund that was created that um, our Transportation Commission approves the projects out of that fund. And so I think that may have created some confusion there. But we, we have not merged with UTA. Okay. But we were acting as partners with them on some things. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, clearly, if we're going to do good planning, we should be planning together in a multimodal environment and planning along with UTA. So that's kind of always been there and still will be there for us. Okay, good. And I I, I just wanted to clear up the confusion. I think a lot of people are asking that. And we want to make sure people understand that uh, there are changes that are happening that have happened that are coming, um, that really, it, it, it just means that we get to work smarter. Nobody's losing their job. Nobody's Job responsibilities are changing a whole bunch. We just get to work in a what? different What? What do you mean nobody's job responsibilities are changing? <laughs> I mean, besides yours, okay. Terry. <laughs> um, you know, and, and we just get to figure out how to work smarter as a department. And and Carlos talks about all the good things we're doing. We just get to do more of them, and we get to be be better representatives of the state. Right. So, right. Very cool. A uh, couple of things. Just I. This this we're going to go out of the out of the duties of the uh, deputy here. Oh no. Um, what do you do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> what does fun look like? Because you, you put in long hours here. I know even since the since you took the new job, you're, you're here a lot. It um, just may seem like that. No, I did. <laughs> so, um, huh. so this time of year, um, you will notice if you look closely at my hands that I am a gardener. <laughs> and I need to get all those vegetables planted and get the weeds pulled. So, yeah, that's one of, that's one of my things that's... Uh, relaxing for me after after a, after a long a, after, day after after a long day of work is to go pull some weeds in the garden and get my hands dirty and and just get back to my Iowa roots get back to your Iowa roots <laughs> uh tell me about your family um I have a husband and I have two teenage children a 14 year old and a 16 year old so I'm now I'm learning what it's like to have your your child driving and uh, (laughs) I've got a 13 year old and I'm just dreading the day that he gets his Uh, yeah it's it it, it adds a new level of stress do they play sports or do anything Uh, yeah I've got a a soccer player and a um, track and cross country and both of them like music and you're busy yeah we're busy that's good it's good it's all good it is good um Anything big and fun and exciting happening this summer? Ah, yeah, my husband keeps bugging me that we need to get some trips planned. Um, We do have one thing planned for the summer that we got the kids to agree to, just a trip to the Tetons. We haven't haven't done that for a little bit, and just some camping and take the kayaks and 
uh, just get out for a while. Yeah, campfire, look at the stars, and it's a good place to do it. Too. Yeah, it's awesome. Love beautiful. that place. Good. Uh, and then um, personal mantra. Do you have a motto for? <laughs> uh my my uh motto changes what is it today? day day to day <laughs> and week today? to week um i have this habit if anybody you know you're welcome to stop by my office and see what's on my whiteboard at any given time and i i, I have a tendency to to write quotes on my board and they're usually not big dramatic quotes by famous people it's more by somebody who was in my office and said <laughs> something that feels like it just fits for the day That's and it funny. and it goes up on the board so um, I've got two of them that are currently on my board um, that were given to me I'll say given as a gift to me by people <laughs> at UDOT um, one of them is you've got this <laughs> And that was, uh, sometimes awesome. you just need to be you reminded need, yeah. that, hey, you can do this. You yeah. got this. And it was, uh, uh, I won't disclose who it was. The person knows. But um, I was on a mountain bike ride with them. And I was about to about to wimp, o- wimp out and not ride over a rock. And they were like, you got this. That's awesome. And just because they said it to me, I did it. You did it. Yeah. I did it. It was like, okay, it's That's that awesome. easy. Somebody just tells you and you do it. So I've got that one up there right now because I cool. got reminded about it. And I'm like, yeah, that, that kind of fits it right now. It does fit right now, of course. Um, and then the other one is uh, do your best. You know, and sometimes you maybe aren't feeling like you are doing everything quite right like you need to, but all anybody can ask of you is to do your best. So every once in a while, I need to be reminded, you know what? You can do this. That's all I can do, do is best. just do your best. Good. So anyway, those are the two that are up there right that. now, and those will change as, as things change. And somebody else has been in my office and says something, and uh, some people have made it a challenge sometimes to say something in my office. Say gets, something profound. Gets put up on the board, but... <laughs> Sometimes it's not very profound, and sometimes it's, uh, yeah. Very cool. Cool. Well, if you need to know where Terry is, uh, she's just inside the Learning Center. As you come to the complex, again, I'm I'm just going to keep plugging this every time. If you haven't been to the Learning Center, come and check it out. Um, It's really, really cool over here. But Terry's office is just inside. And and then as soon as the reconstruction finishes here on the first floor in the complex, she'll be over um, just in the offices over there in the admin part. So, yes. Come say hi. Um, yes, please do. Come say hi. And if you have any questions uh, at all, you're pretty available. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> shoot her an email. Shoot me an email. We can, we can, we can get answers. And um, Terry, this is awesome. Thank you for coming in. I Thanks, know, man. I know you're busy, and, and we had to catch you on a Friday afternoon to, to record this, but we really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. So, all right, guys, that's it. Uh, tune in next time when we talk about something else i don't know what it is yet we've got lots of stuff on the docket but um, i'm going to put this reminder in every single podcast if you have something that's interesting that you're working on or you have something that we need to talk about or something cool that's happening at the department shoot me an email Uh, you can get us at beyond the barrels at utah.gov and uh, we'll we'll get in touch with you and start talking it over so uh, again if you have any questions comments suggestions um send them our way. Thanks again, guys. Have a, uh, have a good week. Talk to you later.